So the first story I want to share with you relates to the fact that people show up for us the way we have them show up. Like energy attracts like energy. I recently, in the last two months, went to Atlanta to speak at a conference. And it was um, a bit hectic getting things ready to go there. It was a conference of college students from all over the country that have the ability to book me to come speak to their students at their college. So I made promotional DVDs and all these packets and all this stuff, but it was pretty last minute. It was so last minute that on Friday, with me leaving town on Monday, on Friday, I was scrambling to get 700 DVD presentations together and everything to the shipping place in Sedona so I could FedEx it to Atlanta. Tremendous stress. I was a basket case. At 2.30, I'm just getting all the materials together and at 3 o'clock is the last FedEx pickup in Sedona. I make it there at 5 till 3. We're sealing up the boxes, doing the air bills. The FedEx guy is there waiting. Thank goodness we were in Sedona because they're awfully nice people as opposed to a big city where it might have just been I was out of luck. And it's, it is a stressful, stressful, frustrating time for me. But we get everything sent to Atlanta. Now... I travel a lot, and I don't know how to pack these clothes like I'm wearing right now, where when I get to where I'm ending up, I can take everything out of my suitcase or my hanging bag and have it look nice. It looks like I slept in it for the last five days. So for Atlanta, I called the concierge at the Sheraton, and I said, told her the story, and I said, listen, I'm shipping my speaking clothes to you. I'm going to FedEx them. And I want you to get them dry cleaned and pressed and have them ready for me. Her name was Tracy, and she was at the top of her game. She said, no problem, Mr. Peebler, I'll take care of that. This is perfect, you know, we'll have everything set. I'm like, wow, this is going well. So Monday I go down to Phoenix, spend the night in Phoenix. Tuesday I fly to Atlanta. Everything's great. I get a great seat on the airplane. I'm sitting next to uh, a gentleman from Arizona who's going back to fight in Iraq. I am anti-war would be an understatement. But I have tremendous respect for, for everybody. And, and for this gentleman who's, who's fighting for what he feels his right to be doing. He's got a wife and two kids. I'm ex in Arizona. I'm explaining to him about creating reality and dream the biggest dream and relating it to being in a war zone. Don't focus on the fact that you, that you could get hurt. You know, put your energy and attention into what serves you and what you truly want to have happen, which he identified was coming back and opening up an auto uh, repair shop and having his own business and all this. I said, hold that as your focus. Not, not what could happen or what's happening there in Iraq. And we had a great conversation. He's become a good friend. He's, he's, um, we're connected on MySpace. The, the whole thing. It's a great thing. And you laugh. I've got almost 4,000 friends in MySpace. I think it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> all right. So, um, 
I land in Atlanta, and my friend Lynn, who used to live in Sedona, picks me up. She's got an Audi convertible. I love convertibles. So we're cruising, and I haven't been to Atlanta in years. We're cruising around Atlanta in an Audi convertible. I am just having the greatest day. We arrive at the hotel. Uh, Scott, the valet parking attendant, is just as nice as can be. We go inside. James checks me in at the front desk, gives me a corner room so I have more space. Um, everything's just going perfect. Perfect. I meet Tracy, the concierge. Mr. Peebler, close her right here. I said, Tracy, Lynn, and I are going to have dinner here in the hotel. Said, Don't worry about a thing. I'll take it up to your room. It'll be in your closet for you. I mean, you know that feeling when you are so in the flow. You just, it's like nothing can disturb me now. I'm like untouchable. You know, this is it. Everything is just going my way. And that's, that's the feeling I had. Hassan, the waiter in the restaurant, great guy. We had a great meal. He said, listen, we make a powdered cappuccino here in the restaurant, but if you tell the person to walk over to the deli and get you a real cappuccino, I'm like, I got this thing wired. I mean, this is great. I get up to my room. It's the corner room, like he said. It's big. I set up my computer, my printer, my XM stereo. I got my music. I mean, I'm just in the zone. And I realized that all my FedEx boxes aren't here in the room. Let me just call downstairs, 10.30 at night. Let me just call downstairs and get my FedEx boxes. First person I talk to is the operator, and I say, it's Mr. Peebler in whatever room I'm in, and I, I just, if I could have my FedEx boxes brought up, that would be great. She said, oh, did we contact you to let you know that your FedEx boxes were here? I said, no, 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 no one's contacted me yet. She said, you know what, we're really good at what we do here. And if we haven't contacted you, your boxes are not here. All right, the hairs on the back of my neck are starting to go up because I sent the boxes. I went through a lot of stuff making sure that those boxes were sent. So I say, you know what? Let me talk to your manager on duty. And while I'm waiting to be connected, I'm online, and I pull up. I happen to have two of the air bills. And I pull up, and those two boxes have arrived yesterday. And I've got the names of the people that signed for those boxes. So I'm like, no problem. This is fine. Manager on duty says, Mr. Peebler, your boxes are not here. I said, excuse me, you know, a Mr. Caldwell and a Mr. Jackson signed for my boxes at these times yesterday. Please do not tell me my boxes aren't here. Spend that time going and getting my boxes. I'm starting to get a little bit on edge. Actually, I'm beyond on edge, okay? I've got the FedEx proof in front of me. Now I'm turning red. I am frustrated. I am not a happy camper right now. Don't tell me my boxes aren't here. Let me talk to someone else. She puts me on with someone else. Same thing. And now they're giving me grief. Okay, I got the proof in front of me and they're giving me a hard time. Okay, realize that I day in and day out talk about dream the biggest dream. Day in and day out, I talk about how we create our realities. This is what my life is about. Day in and day out, I talk about how people show up for me the way I have them show up. And yet, I'm so emotionally charged that none of that makes any sense at all. And I am a victim to these rude people at this hotel. I talk to one more person in shipping or the bell desk, and everyone has just given me a hard time. I mean, I am being punished, and I know my boxes are there. I hang up the phone, and I'm just like, Argh! knock on the door. 
Jose from the Bell Desk comes in. He's got all five of my boxes. All right, I'm feeling a little better, but I'm still mad as heck because why would these people be so rude to me in this experience? And then there's this part of me that's really frustrated because I know somehow I'm creating this. But I'm way too emotionally charged to figure it out or process the experience or deal with it. The next day, I go down to the concierge desk, and I, and I talk to Tracy, and she says, Oh, Mr. People, I can't believe that this happened to you, and it's not like the hotel or anything. I say, I want to talk to the general manager. I talk to the general manager, and he says, You know what? This is so uncharacteristic for our hotel. And I said, I would have checked out last night if I wasn't a speaker at this hotel. So, I'm still getting a little bit away from the experience and starting to think, why did I create this for myself? What is the message here that I did this to me? Because I know that's how it works. Three and a half days after the experience, I'm standing up in front of a group about this size speaking. And a man raises his hand in the back and um, normally people don't ask me questions until I say, go ahead, ask me questions. So I go ahead, yes, sir. And he says, I'm having a little trouble with how this works. How is it that if someone is rude to me and I don't even know them and have nothing to do with their life, and they're rude to me in our interaction, how is that, how did I bring that about? All right, I'm caught a little off guard here. And I give what I fully know is a superficial answer that doesn't really answer it. But in that moment, all I want to do is get past the question, stay on track, and finish up my presentation and then ask for questions. So I get past it with this really superficial answer. And at the end, I say, okay, you know, I'd like any feedback from people. Anyone have any questions? Hand goes up in the back. It's the same gentleman. He says, you've got to help me with this. Explain this to me. I go into a grocery store. I end up in the third line. And the woman's having a bad day and she's rude to me. How, how is that me? In that moment, processing, I realize what, what happened with the FedEx story. And what I realized was... Number one, the whole process of getting this FedEx shipment together created a tremendous amount of stress for me. It reminded me of how last minute I do things. And it was just frustrating, and I resented the fact that I spent $500 shipping all this stuff to Atlanta. And I didn't clear it. I didn't process that. I just went right through, glossed over it. So I get to Atlanta, and I have... Four different people at the hotel be incredibly rude for me to me. Prior to that, my experience with the hotel, and after that, my experience was, with the hotel was top level. Finest, you know, of that type of hotel experience I've ever had. Everyone was perfect, except for that pocket having to do with FedEx. And what I realized was I was having them show up for me based on the energy I was holding around the, the experience of me shipping the FedEx boxes. And that was, I was punishing myself. And so they showed up punishing me also. I was giving myself grief over this experience, and everyone that was then connected to that experience was mirroring that back to me. It was uncharacteristic, like the general manager said, like Tracy had said. 
but it didn't matter whether it was uncharacteristic or not because the energy I held brought that experience back to me. We're all mirroring. Everyone you come into contact with is mirroring back to you what's going on inside of you. So if it's not working out right for you, if things aren't going right in your day, pull back a little bit and ask yourself, what's going on inside of me right now that I'm getting this energy back? 